Hello, this is Ruth Talks Food. I'm Ruth Stroud, and today I'm talking with Patricia Rose. She's a chef, cooking teacher, and blogger in Los Angeles, and her website is freshfoodinaflash.com. Hello, Ruth. Nice to talk to you today. Yes, we're we're friends. We've known each other for a while. Our our husbands have worked together, and that's how we met, I believe, right? And then, yes. And then I found out that you were uh, a cooking teacher and a blogger and had a, a long background in food, I believe. Well, I actually started in the magazine business. So I was in the media business as well as our husbands. Uh-huh. And um, about uh, not quite 10 years ago, I um, started my second career I was trained as a chef while I was working for McCall's Magazine. And um, I went to culinary school. And and now um, in the past 10 years, I've switched careers to, to being a chef and being a cooking teacher. And uh, my food blog, where I share uh, recipes and try to teach people um, through step-by-step photos how to create things and demystify techniques that chefs may use to try and make cooking easy, quick, fun, and easy, you know? Right, right. And you're still, you have uh, kept adding recipes to your blog uh, over the years, right? Yes. Yeah, you can go to the blog and just put in the search box any particular ingredient or um, a type of recipe you might be looking for and hopefully something will pop up that will interest you. And do you have a particular kind of recipe? I mean, is it like food for the common man and woman or is it, uh, it, it's not fancy food, right? It's pretty much. Well, I try and make the food look fancy. However, um, that's why um, as a teacher, I can't help myself but continue to teach even through the blog and so I try to simplify some techniques that might seem daunting to you. Keep it somewhat simple, but also keep it interesting so that um, you're not making just basic food. You know, there's some interesting food. So recently I just put on, um, last week I put up a web a, um, recipe that was a gingerbread cake. Given that we're now sheltering at home now, I found that people are baking a lot. And I know you're a big baker. <laughs> I love to bake. And uh, and I it, it's kind of interesting because I'm hearing from different people when I put up pictures of things that I bake. They say, oh, where can I find flour? Where can I find yeast? You know, because suddenly everybody wants to do what you know, you and I have been doing for years, right? Baking and so on. So it's very interesting time, isn't it? It is. It is. So I found um, that because the ingredients are hard to get Mm -hmm. right now, the flour, the yeast in particular, um, sugar, um, eggs, you know, all the things that you want for baking are hard to get that I found myself baking things that take that use as little ingredients as possible. So, for example, I made a cornbread, 
And all these are sort of old fashioned recipes that um, I think is fun to bring back, even though a lot of us make this anyway, but cornbread um, maybe uses only one cup of flour and one egg, and then you can have this wonderful cornbread. And the gingerbread cake was that way. That's and I paired it with um, some fresh strawberries, which right now in Southern California, and I'm sure in other parts of the country, um, you know, strawberries are just delicious right now. And they're plentiful at the farmer's market. Every stall at the farmer's market has them if you dare go to the farmer's are market. Are they open though? Have you found uh, farmer's markets yeah. are, are still open around here somewhere? Yeah, they closed them for about a week mm -hmm. um, because they hadn't figured out how to do the social distancing, but um, they are now back open and they have a procedure that you have to follow when you go. Um, and also, um, the farmers markets are now delivering. Oh, are uh, they? I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So my, for example, my neighbor who's very involved in uh, the garden community here in Los Angeles, she um, connected with someone who's now um, has a list of ingredients you can, um, or vegetables and fruits that you can make a um, make an order um, a couple of days before, and then the the farmer's market person will deliver it to your door. That's great. And which farmer's market is, are you talking about? Is it uh, uh, one of the large ones or one uh, your neighborhood farmer's market? Um, it's called RC, at least in the Los Angeles area. That is uh, a common thing that's popping up now. Yes. Yeah. And so you can check it out. And, you know, for a long time, there's the CSAs. Mm -hmm. Um I can't remember what that CSA stands for, but it they will deliver um, a produce box to you once a week or once every two weeks, mm -hmm. or maybe not to your to your location, but to a central location like at the church down the street. They do that, and that may be true for other people in other areas of California and maybe elsewhere uh, around the country. There may be, depending on what's going on in that neighborhood, there may be farmers markets, CSAs, and uh, whatever people need because they're trying to keep this social distancing thing going. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. But you know, I want to talk more about gardening because um, through the sheltering at home, what we've discovered here in my own little neighborhood is that our edible gardens are very valuable right now. And now, now, Patricia, have you been a longtime gardener or is this something new for you? No, I have um, a garden box out back by my garage and, and uh, I have a couple of fruit trees back there. Um, and I've had it for quite, you know, a long time, let's put it that way. Um, and I'm not as good as some of the other gardeners, but I just throw seeds in or, or um, just let things grow. For example, my garden box is mostly herbs because I really love having fresh herbs. Uh -huh. um, I think you gave me some, didn't you give me some fennel seed and, yes. uh, and some lemongrass. You came to our yes. house and brought that and... Uh, and I really enjoyed that. Um, the fennel seed I still have, but I think that keeps pretty well, right? For a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and and why do you like herbs so much? Can you tell us? The reason I like having herbs um, 
So for example, I have um, right now I have sage, I have rosemary, I have thyme, I have a ton of beautiful oregano, I have lemongrass all the time. Um, I have some savory, something called summer savory. My mint is just starting to come up now. Um, and probably some others I've forgotten and the fennel as well. Um, I have the bulbing fennel, which uh, we can harvest now as a bulb, and you can use it in soups and stews. Yeah, that's great. And, yeah, and then also the seed, it goes to seed during the summer. But um, the reason I love having the herbs garden is because herbs are difficult to find in the supermarket. Um, um, and you can't always get what you want, you know, and the large amount of of a quantity that you might like it. Sure. So I find, and it's so much better when it's just freshly picked. And in summer, I, of course, um, uh, plant basil. It doesn't grow in the winter here, but, um, you know, we all love to have basil. I love basil. And, you know, I, I have to say, I mean, you can get it, say, at our Trader Joe's and at Ralph's and other markets, but when I buy it, it doesn't seem to last real well. And I've tried to plant it from what I buy and I have not had a lot of luck, but I didn't realize you really couldn't grow it in the winter here. So maybe that's the problem. Yeah. You cannot grow the, the basil in the winter. Mm -hmm. So for example, now I just picked up um, a, a plant, a basil plant at the supermarket, you know, like at Trader Joe's and, um, I put it in a pot, mm -hmm. just just pop it in a pot and put it in a sunny location and give it plenty of water. And um, and it should be beautiful and give you a lot of basil throughout the summer. You know, pluck off the tops, the, the seeds where they appear. Yes. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, obviously great for making pesto. Yeah. And what do you do with the fennel seeds? Do you have anything that you like to make with that? Well, fennel seeds I use in um, in um, spaghetti sauce and different Italian foods. But actually, when you grow your own fennel, you get green fennel seed. Okay, the stuff that I give you is dried because mm -hmm. that's how I can give it to you. But when you grow it yourself, the green fennel seed is soft and it has a real pungent um, flavor, really, um, you know, more intense than the dried product. That's and that, in the, that comes in the summer. And so I sprinkle that on salads, on everything. Mm. And, um, you know, you can use it on just about anything. Really? I'm going yeah. to experiment now. I'm going to take some of your dry and try to grow it. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but, I think, and you, so, I mean, for herbs, I guess it's good to have a good supply. I mean, they are expensive in the groceries I've found. You exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, they're, they're very expensive, you know, and you get like two little sprigs practically, you know, um, for like $2. So um, you're right. I feel like growing your own herbs is a, the best use of your garden space. Mm -hmm. And what, um, and Patricia, what do you think in terms of people? I'm, I'm not a avid gardener, honestly. I, I don't have a green thumb. I have killed many a plant. Um, and I, 
you know, there may be other people that, you know, hear this and would like to, to try it because they're stuck at home and they would like things right. they can't get. Do you have any advice for people? I mean, are herbs easy to grow and might they might? Well, the, the thing about herbs, um, at least here in Southern California, is that, you know, or in a moderate climate, is they're perennials. They're, so they grow and they come back. And for example, I have oregano, um, I have oregano, thyme, rosemary, and sage all year long, okay? Mm -hmm. And it just continues to grow. And um, mint and uh, basil are ones that are more summer focused. I, I had a little bit of mint that came through. Oh, and the other thing that is crazy, we have a cat. So we have catnip. <laughs> yeah. Catnip is really cat mint. It's from the mint family. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, I've heard, um, I'm forgetting the name of the chef, but who uses a lot of um, catnip in his cooking. Cat and you can make cat mint tea. Oh. And you can cooking but i haven't really tried it <laughs> that you might you might find awesome. your, your cat climbing into your uh, cooking dish you know trying to get it yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fantastic so and then i think what i wanted to add is that during the sheltering at home what i've discovered is neighbors i have a a very um good lemon tree that grows so many lemons that I cannot use them all. And so, and it's right on my driveway. So all the walkers in the neighborhood will stop by and, um, you know, they will forage from my lemon tree, which is fine. I'm totally happy to share because I have way too many lemons for my own oh, use. I might have to come forage at your house. My husband yes. Jeff is nuts about lemons and, uh, um, so I may be right over there. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, I'm happy to share. And, and you don't even have to, you know, you don't have to even come inside. You could just grab one and go. Um, Wait, I'll wave at but... you through the window, but I might have to trade with you, <laughs> Patricia, for something else that I make. So. so anyway, it was interesting. I've gotten several knocks at the door from people who have said, can I... Um, take your lemons. I also have an avocado tree. You know what? The avocados, unfortunately, I I picked one avocado this year and I think I have about 10 left oh. on the tree. And they just, either people do take them and I, you know, and there's very few to begin with for some reason. It's not as plentiful as my lemon oh. tree. But um, anyway, so uh, one of the neighbors came by and asked me if he wanted, if I would trade um, avocados for his kale and spinach. <laughs> oh, how nice. So that developed this new relationship. Oh, wonderful. And, and so I think what's been fun is through the sheltering at home, we've all been sharing our produce. And so it, it sort of teaches you of how you could do this any old time, you know? Yeah. And, you mean it's something you discover now when it's kind of, you'd have to think twice about going to the grocery as often as you used to, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So you can get, I mean, the produce is the thing that you need to keep going to the supermarket for rather, yes. know, rather than other things you can um, have on the shelf or in your freezer. 
And um, so. And what did you, I, I noticed, I did, I took a look at your website and, and I noticed that you had done something, had made something called sheltering at home lasagna, which I thought was right. a wonderful name considering what's <laughs> going on here. I love it. And, uh, and did you use, didn't you use some of that produce in it or something uh, that yes. you got from your neighbor? Mm -hmm. Exactly. So the neighbor had given me some kale and spinach and I made a vegetable lasagna with his kale and spinach in my lasagna. And along with my oregano and fennel seed. And, wow. Um, and, and also, oh, the other thing is lettuce. Yes. Lettuce is to grow is it? I have it grow in pots all over the place in oh. every part of my yard anyway what kinds of lettuce are you growing I know there's so many different varieties well the um the I don't even know what it is I think I have some sort of a romaine lettuce what happens Ruth is again once you grow lettuce you let it it will right now um it's a more of a winter vegetable here so you grow the lettuce in your pots or wherever, and then um, you can har keep harvesting it forever. Really? And it just oh. keeps growing back. I just cut off the leaves. I don't like take a whole head like you would have at the store. I just cut off the leaves and then um, um, use it in salads or whatever you want yeah, to use it in. And then just and the, and it's so much better than the supermarket lettuce. Wow. You know, and that's a good one, you know, because I, I'm thinking of all the things I'm having a hard time sourcing sometimes. And that sends right. me to the grocery more often than anything else. It would be for lettuce yeah, because I love a know. salad, you know. And Exactly. We all love salads. And so you can grow lettuce in like four weeks, I think it is. Really? Oh, from seed? From seed. Oh. And um, so, and what, like I said, once you grow it, then just let the um, the plants, what they call bolt, they will all of a sudden, you know, it will send up this spike in the middle of the plant and then just keep letting it grow. It'll look like a weed, but just keep letting it grow. And then the flowers will come and you want to harvest those. And I put them in an envelope. Mm -hmm. and save them you know to plant again uh, uh -huh. again so do they have uh, to get very dried out or do they do you harvest them when they're uh, in full bloom or uh when would you harvest those um those i would harvest um you kind of you kind of see you know when it gets the flower on mm -hmm. um you, you just pull the flower off that's the part and put it, you know, just put it on the table and pull apart the part of the flower and you will see the seeds. And then you never even have to buy seeds again because you just, in fact, you can just start giving them away because you end up with so much. And that's how I have them all over my yard is I have so many seeds. Oh, I just put them in different um, pots or, yeah. or different things like that. And so anyway, what I was gonna say was that it, it's been beautiful through this sheltering at home to have the salads. We have salad every night. Oh. And then I put something else. I put the fennel seed on or I have oranges or avocado or, you know, oh. use the lemons. You're, you're, the lemons. you're an inspiration to people. And I think what you said in the beginning, I think before I started really recording for this is that you, uh, you haven't found, um, 
you know, that you're bored in isolation here, you're finding an awful lot to do. Yes. And I've been talking with one of my girlfriends in San Diego and she's, she's been inspired, you know, by what I've done, but she's taken to a whole nother level. Uh (laughs) What's she doing? And she has, she had, um, taken this whole area with, um, and she put in, she was growing broccoli and eggplant and, um, obviously we're all going to grow tomatoes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Have you started that? tomatoes i i I, when i went to the farmer's market the venice farmer's market the guy there sells these little plants and i and i was there one day i braved it and went down and got um some of his tomato plants which i really like his plants and i planted them in my front beds which i normally wouldn't do but the and i'm learning from the guy who has the kale and the spinach he said that you need to add coffee grounds really oh. to the soil that the the tomatoes want a lot of acid oh i mean they are acidic vegetables so maybe that's it and so he said that he goes to the coffee store and gets a ton of coffee grounds oh really and he with his tomatoes i wouldn't have a problem because i drink so much coffee uh <laughs> even even in uh, isolation here i'm drinking more of it probably because <laughs> my husband is drinking a lot of coffee now <laughs> So I'm saving the coffee grounds. Oh, yeah. I actually have put it in my garden for a while now, but I I haven't been growing tomatoes. So now I didn't know that. I will try it. I think you're going to inspire a lot of uh, newbie gardeners here. I hope so, because Mm -hmm. I think it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing um, that not only can we do now and be very helpful to us now so that we don't have to go to the grocery store as often, um, because let's get real, you know, who knows what this is going to be like all summer long, you know? Right. And it may get worse and there's going to be waves and, of it. And so and plus, it's a wonderful thing to do while you're at home is to do a bunch of gardening. Yeah. It's um, nice for exercise and you get out and you, yes. even though you, I, we don't have, I think you have more space than we do, but even in a small space, you can grow herbs yeah. and tomatoes. You'll be surprised. Mm-hmm. When you start doing this, all the little spots, I mean, even if you just had an apartment and you had um, an area where you had some pots, you could start that way, you know, maybe have a tomato plant in a large pot and have a, a, um, a medium sized pot with some lettuce, you know, um, yeah. and you know, another pot with a plant, a basil plant, you know, I mean, yeah. And you know what, if it doesn't work out, if something doesn't grow right, oh, well, you know. <laughs> it's like everything else. You know, I think it's a little <laughs> bit we're inspired by like the Second World War. I think it was where people had victory gardens. A lot of people did grow their own things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We're going back to uh, another age in a lot of ways. I also think that's true with recipes. Don't you think that people are making more basic things like? Uh, yes. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. I said with the cornbread and I did banana bread and then the gingerbread cake. Right. Um, and lasagna yeah. is kind of old fashioned. I yeah, think. exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, things that are comforting, comfort food, as well as, um, you know, just really using your brain and seeing, okay, what, what do I have? I kind of like it. It's sort of like a puzzle. Yeah. What do I have in my pantry and my freezer, et cetera, 
and sort of make an inventory of what you have, right? Yeah. And then, um, and then you can go to a website like like mine at Fresh Food in a Flash, and um, you can type in the search box some, whatever you happen to have, and see what recipes pop up. And mm -hmm. you can use up what you have. That's a really good idea because I think many of us don't have exactly what we need. This is a great time to invent. And for example, like in my vegetable lasagna, let's say, okay, um, I would normally put spinach and broccoli in that vegetable lasagna with the spaghetti sauce and the lasagna noodles and, um, you know, different cheeses. I had kale instead of spinach, or, you know, you might have cauliflower instead of broccoli or what carrots, whatever, just change it out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even if you didn't have the lasagna noodles, you know, you could use um, some penne pasta, for example, and just put the, um, you know, cook the penne pasta and, and then mix it together or you could layer the penne pasta you know sure. between the of the um, noodles or the um, cheese mixture you know and you'd use different cheeses you know like so if um, you don't have mozzarella what would you use for instance um for example uh you could use queso fresco which is a mexican cheese right 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 uh, which is like a ricotta cheese or or mozzarella you could use another melting cheese like a monterey jack and and Cheap. so you get kind of a different dish, but it's still quite good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, the you you could come up with a lot of different ways to do things that way. I think that think about flavor flavor profiles. I think is the key thing. If you want it to be Italian, you want it to taste Italian. You yeah. Know? Well, that has to do with spices, doesn't it? Also, right, yeah. and mm -hmm. using your spices like the fennel seed, the oregano, the basil, the, mm -hmm. um, um, I'm trying to think of what else, but, or if you wanted to go Mexican, you know, then you might be using cilantro and cumin and, and coriander, ground coriander and mm -hmm. things like that. That's wonderful. And, or more of an Indian profile. So think of flavor profiles. Um, and if you don't know out of your own head what that is, just look up different recipes online. Yeah. And that are an Indian dish or maybe recipes in books you have. That's wonderful. You know, I think that's, those are such good suggestions, Patricia, because I think, you know, everybody comes at cooking from a different angle. Some people cook a lot like you and me, and some people really, this is kind of, they're trying to become better cooks or just to get by in, in this situation and uh, cook for their family. Right. So, you know, one of the things I wanted to add as well is that um, I've always encouraged people to do this always, but um, in this time, I think, again, it's important to use everything that you have. For example, one of the things that I do is I um, I save any kind of bones from meat that I eat. So particularly like chicken bones, okay? If you have a chicken that you're eating or you bought a roast chicken, uh, so then you take the, keep the bones from the, the chicken and 
put them in your freezer. Just put them in a, a plastic bag and throw them in the freezer and, and you can almost forget about it. And then what I do is I make stock from that. So, so I'll pull out the bones that I've gathered over some time. I mean, I might have them in the freezer for six months or more. Mm -hmm. And, and then, um, you could, you could have a stock night. That's what I usually <laughs> do. It's like after Thanksgiving is usually when it happens. Cause I've now got a Turkey carcass and they grab all the chicken bones and I do another pot of chicken stock and, and all it needs is, and there's a recipe on my website for making stock from bones. Mm-hmm. from bones so it's turkey stock or chicken stock I think is the name of it and um and you could do it with just but if you're not even eating um meat you could do a vegetable stock and keep that in your freezer so what you do is you just take the bones you put in um just ch- chop up an onion and it doesn't doesn't have to be fancy because you're not going to really use the vegetables although I have been using the vegetables yeah. a couple of carrots a couple um uh ribs of celery and um some a uh, sprig of thyme um some celery um excuse me parsley stems um cloves the whole cloves and whole peppercorns that's the traditional method to making stock oh and you just add the water to all of that and you just have it sitting on your on your stove um you bring it to a boil and then you uh put it on simmer and it makes your house smell nice (laughs) everybody becomes hungry (laughs) and um, so you can then you know you have it on the stove for um two three hours and then let it cool off and drain it and then put or strain it, I should say, um, and put that in like quart containers and you put it in the freezer. And now I have, I always have chicken and turkey stock in my freezer. Uh-huh. Um, so that when I want to make a, a soup, I have it. It's great. It's great. I mean, I can make um, any kind of soup with that. I can make sauces, gravy. I make um, a wonderful chicken pot pie. With oh, this. do you? Oh my God. Well, I'm going to have to link to some of your recipes and to your website. I will put this up and then perhaps um, do another one on, on a, another recipe or another um, idea, because I think the gardening, gardening idea is so useful for people. Yeah. I thought that for today, that was like probably a really useful thing for people because it's gardening season, you know, right now, all the um, baby plants are in the nurseries and at Home Depot. And if you can get yourself over there or that farmer's market. Um, yeah, you can pick up some plants. And pick up some plants. Or if you don't even want to do that, just get online and order some seeds. You could just order um, stuff from online. And then, and it's been just wonderful for me and my friend. Um, we're all talking about gardening. Are you? And and we're just having so much fun with it because it's the one thing that we can do and um, you feel that you're accomplishing something and also that um, 
you know, other times when we have so many other commitments, it's hard to fit it in. You're always sort of feeling guilty that you have other things you should be doing or something. You and know? right now there's not a lot else that we're doing. Well, listen, thank you very much, Patricia. This has been Ruth Stroud for Ruth Talks Food. Thank you to Patricia Rose for joining us. You can find Patricia's website at freshfoodinaflash.com. You can find me at Ruth Talks Food on Twitter. See you in the kitchen.